Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Sheffield Live. Good afternoon and welcome to The Squeak. I'm Luke Crofts. I'm James Hargreaves. And we're joined by a very special guest, CK Golding. Hello. Hello, mate. This how you, is How you doing? Glad to be right. Well, I don't know if you mean back in Sheffield or back in this studio. <laughs> has, has James told you the history? Um, briefly, but you, you just tell us yourself. This is the weirdest thing ever. So before I started my media journey, like I started in like community online internet radio right here. We're going back to 2000, so we're going like 15 years ago. I presented the breakfast show here in Sheffield Live. All right. Me and Danielle, we had, we had the breakfast show for five years. And this is really spooky. It's the first time I've been back here. And... These faders are literally the same faders I was using 15 years ago. Do you know what? I'm not surprised in any way. Did they work 15 years ago? No, they don't. Oh. They didn't work then. They probably don't work now. <laughs> moreover, <laughs> moreover, if you look, if you look in the cracks, like where the, those faders slide. For anyone who's listening to this online, a fader is that thing you slide up and down to adjust the volume for any given thing. Right? There's probably going to be cocoa pops in some of them because Danny and I used to do a feature called Breakfast at Breakfast because ah. the breakfast show was on breakfast time, so yeah. we, didn't, we didn't have time to have breakfast, so we had it in the studio, and it was on. Oh. A, that's going to be cocoa pops, sugar whip, there'll be anything in there. You, know, you, you, you and Danielle are probably the reason that eating is now forbidden in the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that, that rule came in during our show for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we had a mince pie at Christmas and I was a bit like keeping an eye out, but we, we got away with it. I think we got away with it. But uh, but yeah, um, I mean, many a time I've come to, to bring the mics back on and Something's come off in my hand, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you know that, I mean? that, yeah." He, for anyone, so this is radio. So, so to help, Luke has just lifted one of the favors faders off the desk because it's broken. Yeah. Danielle did that 15 it, years ago. Oh right, <laughs> da- Daniela broke it originally. Is what you're saying? Basically, and then people have just added to its woes subsequent. Night, <laughs> but in honor of the nostalgia, boys, I brought something. In honor of like one of our most popular features was called Skin to Breakfast, meant by lunch. Right. right. So we'd come into the breakfast show, Daniel and I, seven o'clock in the morning, and just before the show ended at ten, we'd scratch a scratch card every right. morning to see if we'd leave oh, the show Any rich. richer. And every, we sometimes won like four or five quid, nothing major. So oh. I brought a scratch card, and we're going to scratch this right at the end for oh, nostalgia. That's pretty cool. You know there what? You, go. you know what you don't want to do with that go is put it in your jeans pocket and put it in the wash. Why? Right, who's done that? Have you seen this? The uh, the lottery winner that's potentially won thirty three million pounds. Right. Uh, oh no! There's one ticket unclaimed, and and they reckon they've washed it. She's found it in her jeans pocket after after it's been through the wash. Apparently, um, so she's having to go through Camelot to yeah, try and get it. All. T- to be fair, I think if she can, um, very boring this, but I think if she can say right, I bought it at this shop at this time, yeah. they can go back through the terminals transaction, yeah. then she'll get thirty three million pounds. I'd okay. imagine so. Yeah, they've, they've got to do all the forensic checks and yeah. stuff on it. Thing is, unless... the barcode's uh, apparently washed off, and uh, the date's <sighs> apparently washed off, so she's sent it off, and, and she could be 30 mil- thirty-three million pounds richer, or extremely depressed for the rest of her life. Yeah, what would you do in that situation? I'd probably just stop being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, t- to be fair. Um, well, she won't need to buy another ticket, hopefully, so she'll be all right. But yeah, we'll scratch that in a bit and see. Uh, are you going to share it with us? I know what. Well. 
so yeah, that's what we're going to scratch at the, t- at the end of the show. And, uh, so, gonna, and so we could just, all just be... for nostalgia. How much is the maximum on that? Well, one? I was going to say it wouldn't be quite thirty-three million, but it would be thirty-three thousand. If we split it three ways, well, it's a hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. If we split it three ways, equally. It, notice how CK is kindier and offered to share it, whereas uh, Luke was buying houses if he won the the big <laughs> jackpot the other week for everyone except for me and Ray. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're, you've got a nice house anyway. I've seen your house; it's lovely. Yeah, that's all yours, isn't it? That massive building. It's a bit. Oh, do- all of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the a whole bit, mansion. It's a bit Doctor Whoey for me, James. It's um, yeah. It's, it's a, a bit, bit like uh, for any for anybody that watches Doctor. It's a bit like um, Torchwood uh, House. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> if you don't, then forget it. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of that conversational cul-de-sac, isn't it? Yeah, let's, we love them. Turn around. We love them on this show. <laughs> anyway, forget it. Um, CK, tell us about yourself then, because you are a character, aren't you? What would you like to know? All like, round. Ca- well, personal stuff. Like, I th- well, I think no. Well, I not, love a redhead. I think, I think we'll we'll get into hundred musicians. That's shortly, what I was going for. Yeah. But just tell us a bit about you and what you do because you you you're well known in Sheffield as doing all your presenting and supporting music and now photography and everything. So just give us a quick overview of what you're doing. Sheffield. So my media journey started here. Well, actually, if I'm to be fair, it started at Royal Hallamshire Hospital in like 2000 when when I thought radio seems fun. I'll give that a go. Yeah. Like my my, my 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 journey through the media landscape is the most typical you'll ever find. I started off in hospital radio at Royal Hallamshire Hospital. I thought this is cool. I called up this place, Sheffield Live. And like anyone, kind of in terms of commercial radio, the most lucrative position is the breakfast show. That's who gets paid the most cash, right? So when I rung up this place and went, "Well, do you want to do the breakfast show? You're not going to get paid anything." But nobody wants to get up at that time. I thought, "Yeah, I'll take that." And that was just like when I listened back to my old tapes, I cringe. I was horrific, terrible. Dis- oh, it makes me want to die. Did you but, have the proper radio voice? Because I always, um, I, I always used to start. I, I probably still do it now subconsciously, but I used to start off quite. You know, almost in my telephone voice. And I'd be like, oh, now, now, now. You can't be having that about half an hour in and it'd all just, all just completely end. I, I, think, um, I think it's just a facade if you have a voice for yeah. radio. Just, just almost, be yourself. Almost I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's much more fun. Almost like David Clifton. <laughs> yeah, or Bernie Clifton. <laughs> was he on The Voice recently? Oh, he, he was, God, yeah. That, that um, show's sold out, hasn't it? <laughs> That's, uh, just, especially for Neil, this segment. Oh, yeah, he loves a talent show, does Neil? <laughs> So, so yeah, you did you yeah, did your so, uh... on, so yeah, so I did online radio and then yeah, I did that for four years. Danielle and I doing the breakfast show. Um, we discussed the cocoa pops, shredded wheat stuff, and mm. um, yeah, then I just then I, then I realised it's what I love doing, and I just I got my commercial job at Tracks FM. Like, Can I just say, so. blueberry wheats are very nice. What are blueberry? They're like shredded wheat, but there's blueberry. But blue- in yeah, the I imagine that would be tasty. It depends though. Is the blueberry mushed or is it in its constant state? Is it is it is, is it in its normal <sighs> state? Is it whole? Or is it mush? Mm. I don't like when people mush fruit. I think it's mushed and then put back together. It's no, like that's a, even worse. Yeah. Like, make your mind up. It's like someone got confused. <laughs> How do we want this blueberry? We'll mush it. No, we won't. We'll have it whole. It was not. It wasn't like just like blueberries that you know in a shell. It was like it probably like mush, but it was nice. I mean, to be fair, I'd like to see a blueberry in a shell because I've never seen that before. Have you ever seen a blueberry in a shell? Yeah, I think you mean a skin, don't you? The skin of a blueberry. <laughs> I suppose it would be a, an outer skin. That is a cereal um, I would eat, blueberry shells. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, yeah, then I did commercial radio, then I, then I did that for a few years and I loved it and um, I thought, well, I went on to online TV, so brands commissioned me to front their online TV content. Awesome. Did festivals, I, I did the sessions for Exposed magazine. So, in a, yeah, so basically I just like talking a lot. 
So did, didn't you once in. try your hand at stand-up comedy? I did, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, oh, when was that? I think I did stand-up comedy between two... Oh, that was straight after, straight after radio. So that would have been... 2009 till 2011 I did stand up comedy for a couple of years yeah I, I, I'm sure I've seen a video of you doing it on YouTube so like, that's possibly searchable for people listening it would have been before I took all of them down ah, fair oh enough. right why did you, why just didn't, well, want, didn't want to see them anymore no because the, the only the only stuff that was on there was good to be fair but like um, I, I don't know if I can say it. well I'm going to say it. I don't like comedians <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so that's why it was a very short-lived thing because I don't generally like comedians. And like you know, any any particular comedians? Not no, just as a breed of human being, I find them just weird. I find them socially inept and a little bit insecure, and I just that's not All me. Right. So what would happen? I'd go to a gig, and I'm quite out, I get on with people. So I'd go and sit with the crowd, and then comedians would say, "Why are you sitting with the crowd?" I said, "Well, why wouldn't I?" And they say something. Like, well, it looked weird when you get up and start performing, and like so that so they they just stand in a little gang in the corner, yeah. like cliquing. Yeah, and I couldn't stand. That. I've always felt that. Do you know? I mean, I, I like the um, the Sheffield comedy. Uh, what's it called? The, the one Grin, they're doing up north. That's the one. Yeah, thank you. And they do it at the last car, and they all stand in in a little corner Correct. at the back, and then they must go around the outside and come back into the. I'm thinking, well, it's all just a bit. Yeah, it does feel a bit like that. It just feel a bit clicky. Yeah. I'm really happy you've said that, Luke. Actually, and I'd, I'd because never, I'd never noticed it before you'd said it, but yeah, you're right. That is exactly what happens. Yeah, and, like and, I, and, I, and I just, they're just a curious bunch. They're just a curious breed, like you know. That, I, well, I, I, think, I think it. I think part of it is that they're trying to observe what crowd is in and then see which way they want to go with the, their act. I mean, you get some that just do the same blind act and don't interact with any of the crowd. I think some of them want to see, you know, if there's any. I mean, I think the weaker comedians will look for somebody in the crowd that they can feed off because the material's not strong enough. You know what I mean? So they'll mm-hmm. pick somebody out and just constantly revert yeah. everything back to this poor bugger in the in the front of the front row or whatever. You definitely see that. I mean, there is an element of like audience assessment, Luke. You're right. You know, there there will be. Lo- I mean, not on a great scale, but there will be a little bit of that. But ultimately, it's just because they want to be in their little corner. To yeah. be fair, and, <laughs> look, don't listen. Don't get me wrong. I love stand-up comedy. I love the, the I, I love the vehicle, the art. But in terms of the humans, I could generally do without them. Yeah, that sounds nice. fair enough. So that brings us on to the hundred musicians thing, and uh, just just tell us how that started because you. From what I read, you you were literally one morning sat in a park with like a few quid in your pocket and decided to go to London. <laughs> Not quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> sat in a park with a brown paper bag. And considering some white considering thinking, my life, yeah, yeah. My what life has it become? Stinks. It's actually it's actually really funny actually because this is my first inter- well yes well what what since. what is the hundred musicians? So obviously we know, but for the yeah. listeners, what what was the idea? So seventh of July. 2015 I went down to London with my camera bag of clothes because you're a you're a photographer as well aren't you yeah I guess um <laughs> 100 pounds a bag of clothes and my camera and um, I went down to London with a challenge called 100 musicians and the challenge was to equip 100 unsigned London musicians with awesome new promotional photos you know which they're going to use for their for their CD artwork for their for their posters all that kind of stuff um, the challenge was these musicians could pay me whatever they wanted for the shoot and I had to survive on all the contributions and everything I went down with, including the contributions, was paying for everything, water, food, accommodation, transport, etc. So I spent like literally six months living in hostels and the odd day living on people's sofas and stuff. Um, 
Yes, the idea, James. You just asked me where the idea came from. And that's actually funny. I've had time to breathe and relax since I've got back to Sheffield two weeks ago today. I got back two weeks ago today. And I actually realised, because people have been asking me this question along, where did the idea came from? And I only actually realised the original seeds of the idea where it came from since I've been home and I've had a chance to assess. And do you know Amanda Palmer, the musician? Yes, yeah. Have you heard of that thing she did called The Art of Giving? Like, she's done yeah. a TED talk about it and everything. Yeah. I only realised, like, last week that that wasn't what gave me the idea, but I remember watching her TED talk... <coughs> About a year ago, and I was quite blown away by it. And I thought, that is, that is such a cool, that's so cool what you've done. And then, like, literally, like a year later, this idea came to me. So there might have been some bit of that in it. If yeah. anybody's listening to this, go onto YouTube, type in Amanda Palmer, um, The Art of Giving. It's, it's just a beautiful thing, it really is. I like how you say, if anyone's listening to this, as, as though like, there's a chance that there probably isn't anybody listening well, to this. Well, in the, in the four years I presented the breakfast show, there were three listeners, and two of them are Danny and I. So it's like. <laughs> well,. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to we're going to try and frame the music around because I know you brought some music in uh, from the musicians that you work with. So we're going to try and frame the music around yeah. this story. Um, what's the first track we've got, James uh, Hargreaves? Well, tell us, CK, about Desmond Meeks. So what I've done, and the boys really kindly offered, invited me in and said, "What we're going to do, CK? We'll play some music from any artists of your choice." And I thought, "Well, I can't just like pick." I'm, so I'm going to pick the artist that, that kind of had a biggest story involved in my little journey. And Desmond Meeks was a guy that I met in an open mic night, and he's he's kind of he's a he's a soul guy, and his vocal just kind of blew blew the hair off my head. And he's like kind of a mixture between. John Legend, Justin Timberlake, a bit of Michael Jackson. He was just unreal and everyone in the building just couldn't talk while he was playing. Not because he said, don't talk while I'm playing. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were rendered speechless. Yeah. And um, after I photographed him, he just told he, t- he told one of his uh, musician friends, he, you, you have to be photographed by this guy. And it turns out she was on this year's X Factor. Oh, right. And oh, I right. was, she was called Jennifer. I don't know if you remember Jen. Um, the big, she was a soul singer, massive, big voice. Um, on this year's X Factor. On this year's X Factor. And so so I was actually, you know when the X Factor do their backstory and they talk yeah. to the cameras on them and they're with their yeah. friends? She actually really, we got on really well. So I was in the X Factor this year because she wanted me to be part of the journey. And I only met her because Desmond kind of said, you have to be photographed by CK's work's awesome. Brilliant. So that shall we listen? Ridiculous. Shall we have a listen to Desmond and then we'll just catch up on that? Excellent. So this is Desmond Meeks.
Desmond Meeks with It's What You Do With What You Got. So, um, yeah, sorry, you were telling us about Desmond Meeks, uh, CK, and how you met and yeah, yeah. part just, of your 100 musicians journey. Yeah, just straight after the shoot. He just he just left because he, he bought me lunch in Starbucks and he just left. Then I just sat there doing some editing and he just came back in like 60 seconds later with, with Jen, who was on this year's X Factor. I'm sure some people remember who Jen was. I mean, Jen, you need CK to photograph you because apparently she'd been looking, and I quote, she'd been looking for a photographer, but not just any photographer for ages. And I, that's, that, they were her words, not mine. Yeah. So we just kind of got on really well. She took me to the X Factor studios. All the producers were there, and we just during her live audition there I was, and it was just bizarre. Like I went down there to photograph humans, and I'm in like the, the biggest studio, the, the show of the biggest studio in the UK. It was just yeah. odd. It was just odd. Um, but yeah, Desmond like live. Like you need to find him online. It's spelled Desmond with a Z instead of an S. Correct. Oh, that's Jen. Yeah. What's her surname? Yeah. So Phillips. Luke's just brought up a picture of Jen. What's her surname? That works on Phillips. radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just to make sure I'd got the that's right, right person. Jen but Phillips. yeah, Jen Phillips. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do do remember. She yeah, was good. Just a massive vocal and like all you know the um, panel, um, you know Carol and his and his cronies. They just all went nuts for her. The audience went yeah. nuts, and it was just bizarre. So you you spent six months in London. Um, you, you you went literally just with like clothes on your back and a, a bag and your camera and stuff, didn't you? And then, so you spent time in hostels. Like, wasn't it a scary experience for you? Just like as you were on the bus down there, what what were you, what were you thinking? Um, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. The, the night before I went down, James, like I was petr. I can't remember the last time I was that scared. Actually, yeah. Well. The night before, because I know no one in London. It's not like I have friends or family down there that will back me up. What so. did you do with your like things? Oh, I just, I just, I just dumped them all where I live. I didn't live in anyway because I live in a shared house. I just stayed where they were. Oh right, okay. But um, well, I didn't dump them. They were just left where they are. Just there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was terrified on the way down there, Jimmy. Absolutely I, terrified. And, yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine many people do this. I remember talking to uh, Neil, who was on a few weeks ago, and. Saying can't believe seekers, and Neil just made the point: the only person that we know that would probably be able to do it and live with their own company for that time and be brave enough to do it is you. I mean, to be fair, I... <laughs> Neil, my big cuddly bear. <laughs> I mean, I, I've driven to London, and I don't even like the drive. So on a bus, I don't think I could. I don't think I could manage being on a bus for that amount of time. I once got uh, <laughs> once went to a football league awards ceremony in London. Got really, really drunk overnight, and it's when uh, a certain football club I was working at didn't have very much money, so we had to get the mega bus back. Oh no! And that journey with the worst hangover in the world is is horrible. Worst journey in the world. I don't, I'm going to have to disagree, but I mean, two things. I did go down on a mega bus because obviously I was going on a budget. So I did go, like mega bus Sheffield to London six quid. Can't go wrong, really, can you? No, you definitely cannot. But even before this, even before this challenge, whenever I had to go down to London for whatever reason it might have been, uh, like maybe five or six times, I've been on the mega. Why wouldn't you go? On, why wouldn't you go for six quid? I don't. Yeah. Three and a half hours. It always seems to fly to me. But I'm just listening to music and go online and just stuff. Well, that's it. You I, compare it to a train. That's like it's nearly two hundred quid for a train ticket. Sometimes, man. correct. It's you're only saving an hour. So, um, but no, yeah. But anyway, I mean, yeah, I was terrified on the way down there. But actually, the only thing that kind of tempered the, the, the terror was that in recent years, anything I've done that has given me that feeling of, of dread has always turned out to be amazing. I remember when I did a little travel around Europe and stuff on my own. Mm. Like, I've, I've never really travelled, and then I got to my early thirties and I thought, well, it's time to travel. And I went on my own. As you said, I love my own company. I always have. So I went on my own, never really travelling before. I was terrified, and it was it, bl- it blew my mind. I loved it, and I felt exactly the same way going down to London. So I knew that something special was about to happen. So. What, what what was the moment when you got there then and 
you know... You, yeah, where do you start? Yeah, what well, did you do when I, you got off the bus? I pre-booked a hostel in near Victoria, so I had a hostel ready, and when I got there, they said, you can't stay here. I said, what do you mean? They went, <laughs> <laughs> Great start. They said, you can't stay here. I said, what do you mean? They went, well, you've not got your passport. I didn't know to stay in hostels, you need a passport as a proof. Well, you need, any, you need some proof of ID. I mm. didn't know that. So you need a passport, like a driver's license. Oh, no. I didn't have any of these things. So you got back on the bus. So <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a nightmare, really. That um, I just I just fluttered my eyelashes because I have eyelashes. And um, she said, "Well, fair enough." Then you, she said, "If you can get a photograph of your passport, then that'd be fine." So I had to ring my sister. Can you go get my passport, take a picture, email me the picture, and then let me stay. Then I had to ask my mate Johnny to mail my passport because I couldn't obviously flat my yeah, I couldn't, couldn't flatter my eyelids that. for six months. <laughs> <laughs> so I had that mailed down to me, and it arrived in two days. So was there a moment when you got there and you thought, ah, this is all going to be okay? Or was it just terrifying the whole way through? Uh, In a nice way. I don't know. Um, good question. And In terms of when I realised things were going to be okay, and I've said this quite a bit, was around month um, three when I realised it was only going to be as hard as I'd made Halfway through. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> That's a long time to panic. But, you know, it was, it was I don't know, I'm struggling to remember back to the early months, but... Um, so how, how long? So were you away for six months? Then? I got back two weeks today. Oh, yeah, so you so spent Christmas months. there as well? Yeah, yeah. And I was, uh, but like you need to bear in mind, like you say that with some with with, with degree of shock. But I don't like Christmas anyway. Uh, so so like wherever I spent Christmas wasn't going to make me happy. <laughs> so I might as well spend it in a hostel. But actually, by the time Christmas was drawing upon me, I realised that I, I realised how much I love new stuff and new experiences. So the prospect of actually spending Christmas in a hostel was absolutely fine by me. And I was like, yes, let's do that then. Cool, and um, that was one of the that was one of the first breaks I had, like when I could just do nothing because nobody wants to shoot on Christmas Day. Awesome, Santa. Yeah, he, <laughs> Santa. <laughs> he might. <laughs> uh, so, uh, tell us a little bit about Clara Bond, then. Okay, so this is the next song we're going to play. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Well, the whole idea of the this playlist for this show was I was going to talk about the musicians that featured prominently in the and she features prominently for two reasons the first reason is she was the highest contributor in terms of how much she paid me for the shoot because the average across was like 50 to 60 which was cool. absolutely fine oh, oh, yeah, in yeah. any way shape or form and like the way it worked after the shoot they just give me whatever they thought was fair and i remember when we finished the shoot when she picked her pitch she went ck that's for you she gave me a bundle of cash and i thought that's that seemed fatter than what i'd got before i thought <laughs> i don't know how much is there but i can tell it's more than anyone's given me so far and she just said ck money can't buy happiness but it can buy you a and it could buy you a damn nice winter coat because it was cold by then. It was 130 quid. And um, up until that point, the heist was about 90. But the other thing about Clara Bond is that, and I'm going to be honest with you, this might sound a bit blokey, all my mates fancy her. <laughs> <laughs> so, because like, I was putting the photos up of people as we went along, and like I just got sick of people texting me. Yeah. But, well, you sent me the track, and it had the cover art on it uh, embedded into the, the track, and yeah, she's quite nice. Interesting. Well, that, yeah. That, 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 well, yeah, And but I, I told her this. I te- so now Luke's picked up his phone. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to do it really cunningly, but you might as well know Luke just picked up his phone. What's the whole fuss about? That's what he's basically just said. I think, no, I think I've seen her. Was it? Was she in that video that you put on with um, the the show's artwork saying I'm going to be on? Is she like sort of um, long long brunette? I've not put anything. Oh, up. I've she, not put a she, video up saying about. Am I? 
I think he means the video that you put up to promo today's show. That's what I mean, that's yeah. That's the only one in it apart from me, because I'm really narcissistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's only got me in it. Oh, but, yeah, what am I about? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I am handsome, but, but there I've are, not got brunette hair. Or long hair. That's the other thing. There are, as you did your journey, you yeah. did lots of videos, and on your Facebook page, you yeah. were updating like every day or every yeah. few hours. Yeah. Um, how did you? It looks like you set up the camera somewhere and just walked around the corner or something, then walked back up to the camera. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? When was? What do you mean? Every video is has got you approaching the camera from somewhere. So well, that's because I like to give the ladies what they want. <laughs> a, picture, a picture of me walking sexily towards the lens. <laughs> Um, you no. failed on every aspect. Oh well, though. I never said I was successful. Um, no, no. Sometimes they weren't all like that, Jimmy. Come on, that's a bit of no, a reach. No. They weren't all like that. Maybe no, I was just interested in no, that. No, just randomly because I was quite conscious. Because I'm into kind of I don't know. I'm into the production elements. I'm quite conscious hmm. of like you can't just have everything set up the same way. So just for a bit of variety, I sometimes set it up a bit differently. But. No, the only reason I mentioned it was because I thought it was quite a nice little touch. That, well, thank that you, that mate. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you to say. But yeah, so Luke, now you've um, found Clara Bond. Um, do you agree with that? I think there's just a lot of pretty girls on here. What are you, what see, are you looking I at? I what see, are you actually looking at? I can see how you uh, framed Facebook this trip. stalking now, isn't no, it's just I don't even know what he's looking at. Anyway, yeah, so anyway, anyway, listen, <laughs> never mind the fact that all my friends fancy her. Right? The thing is, she's just really cool. She's ridiculously funny. No, that's Millie no, Upton, is it? Yeah, that's she's Millie nice number 99. She was a 99th person I photographed. Um, and just like Clara was just funny she was just and she really got me out of a hole because by the time she gave me that money my, my, my jeans were falling to bits I only yeah. went down in one pair of jeans obviously I washed them throughout but because I washed them throughout they were knackered so that 130 quid the next day I went and bought new jeans so never mind the fact that she's very pretty like, well, she, think, she just stands out for getting me new jeans Thanks, I think, think we should talk about how many shoes you had after the track <laughs> yes, good one. Uh, I did say we were going to play it about five minutes ago, and then we went on a tangent. <laughs> so here it is. You listen to the squeak on ninety three point two FM.
<laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for that, Luke. Uh, no this problem. Is, uh, well, that was Clara Bond with a single Promised Land. Can I just say for the record, um, that's, I texted Clara yesterday and I told her I was going to play one of her songs and she sent me like four tracks from her current EP. Her current EP is called Focus. And she said to me, CK, maybe play this track or that track. And I said, no, I want to play Promised Land. But the thing is, that track doesn't necessarily reflect Clara because Clara's actually country pop. But that's very R&B, but I love it. So that's why I played it. So if you like country pop, then go and listen to her. If you like R and B, you'll never hear another song like that again. <laughs> anyway, so Luke, du- du- during um, during during that song, Luke was saying, "CK, so who is Clara Bond like?" So I've got a picture for Luke, and I'm going to reveal the picture to Luke on air just to see if you. For the record, this sounds very blokey, but actually, a lot of my girlfriends thought she was really pretty as well. And and you know, just 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 for the record, just for anybody that's wondering. Um, I, I have had a look. It's not just girls that you've been photographing. No, no, no so. not, not at all. Like big hairy men. <laughs> in, like, yeah. in fact, one of the, one of them is going to be. I'm going to be playing a song from a big hairy man in a minute, and he's called um, Neil Hargreaves. Have <laughs> <laughs> you heard his voice? Uh, um, Danny Toman is a big hairy. He's the funniest guy in the world. And yeah, so anyway, that's that's Clara Bond. Oh yeah, she's lovely, isn't she? <laughs> At least temperate for on air. Like yeah. <laughs> you could have gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's all right. Oh, yeah. well, you want you want to reveal? There you go. Yeah, um, yeah. Now um, I know we're saying you know we're saying that it's it's a massive thing what you did going to London and that, but you did pick a fairly easy city. You could have gone to Blackburn. You would never got. You'd never. You'd never have got hundred musicians in somewhere like Scunthorpe or you know what I mean. I'd have never, got, still I'd been never got paid either. You'd have still been away for. for yeah, uh, that's a good point. For six months, if you did ten musicians in in Blackburn. Yeah. <laughs> Not to say there's no, you know, Blackburn just came from the top of my head. I've met a lot of lovely people from Blackburn. Blackburn didn't, didn't not, not um, so many from Scunthorpe though. What's that woman from? She was in here, say, then she went into Kim Marsh. I'm sure oh, yeah. she's from Blackburn. Is she? It, Is I'm sure she's from somewhere that begins with black. Is it Pool? Mm. Might be Blackpool. I'm no, I'm convinced she's from Black Blackburn, and and she's a, she's got an alright vocal. Well, Jenna Coleman, who plays Clara Roswell in Doctor Who's from Blackpool. Is she? I know that. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, because I said, who is it? This? Cla- Clara Oswald? No, Clara Bond. Um, <laughs> but just just mentioning Doctor Who, they are getting, uh, well, didn't really mention Doctor Who at all, but they're getting a new uh, head writer. Yes, there's going to be no Doctor Who in 2016, they, other than the Christmas special. They did that in the year that David Tennant um, acted out his last episodes. They just did like four specials yeah. or three specials yeah. across the year, didn't they? Yeah. Do you like Doctor Who? CK? <laughs> I don't think, No. I know my eyes are open, but inside I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's what the listeners do every week. So uh, about it. the minute anyone talks Doctor Who, I just shut down. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Not a fan. No. No. Well. It- Sylvester McCoy made me laugh as a kid, but that's only because he had fingerless gloves. And I didn't, until watching him on TV, I didn't know fingerless gloves were a thing. <laughs> and I know I've been hurt. I've been told by 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 Doctor Who fans, or, or as I call them, weird people, that Sylvester McCoy, <laughs> Sylvester McCoy, isn't actually a, a respected. Um, I was going to say respected James Bond. Then <laughs> he's definitely not. Yeah. James <laughs> James Bond. He's, he's not. No. He's definitely not one of them. I've heard he's not a respected Doctor Who. He, he wasn't, but he's. Uh, I think nowadays more people like his classic era Doctor Who than uh, used to hmm? during when it was off. Um, but yeah, Broadchurch, the uh, writer of Broadchurch, Chris Chibnall, is going to be taking over mm. and writing the next series in 2017. Uh, yeah. No, after Stephen Moffat's left in 2017. And Broadchurch was, well, it took the country by storm, didn't it? Yeah. It was a massive, massive hit, Broadchurch. The, the first series of that is awesome TV, and then the second series is terrible. Oh, well, he's making a third one, so that yeah. might be mediocre. Yeah. 
And and they shipped off one of the uh, suspected killer people to Sheffield in that as well. So Did they? Maybe he is here. Um, anyway, on that happy <laughs> note, it's all pretend anyway. It's all pretend. The, the, this is us just trying to cover what's happened in the week to... to <laughs> To carry on, hey, it's not been the, a bad news week. The squeak. Um, just, I mean, just while I'm looking at this, um, you know, potential gold mine in front of me, uh, not UCK, the scratch card. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, th- there is a there is a story that caught my eye, and it's um, a Serbian woman. Have you seen the story? No. no okay. No. Um, it's not. It's not about just about the Serbian woman. It's about the um, the fact that she's inherited almost five hundred thousand quid, um, and she's giving it away. Nice. She was well. She's she's living as a hermit uh, in in the mountains in Serbia, um, and a, a husband who she'd not seen for years and years and years died and left her some of his money. So he left him for left her sorry four hundred and ninety grand, and she's giving it away to the community that she lives in. That's nice, nice isn't it? Says so she don't need You're it. Sure, she's giving it away and she's just not put it in the wash. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, maybe she's just trying to slant it to look all magnanimous and charitable, but really. To be fair, she's quite old, so she probably won't need it anyway. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but she says she only needs bread, water and wood, so she can eat and stay warm, and her dogs are her best friends. To be fair, in Serbia, that's about all you need, isn't it? Hmm. Would you give away 500 grand? Yeah, I'd give it away in return for goods and services. <laughs> to the value of 500 grand? <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. So, no. No, I don't think I, don't think I would. Um... No, it'd probably last me about three minutes as well to do that. I probably, yeah, I'd probably want a new gaff out of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, so back to CK and his story. You started talking about Danny Toman a, a little while ago. Was he actually the next one on the list? Yeah, as well? he, he is actually the next on the list. Right, so okay. Give, give us a little bit of news about Danny Toman. So Danny Toman goes under the banner of wait for it. So far, we've had the guy that got me on TV. We've had the most fancied girl. Danny Toman goes under the banner of the funniest human that I shot. Wow, brilliant. Unbelievable. And the thing is, like, he's one of them people who isn't intentionally funny. So every time I just burst out laughing, he'd look at me a little bit incredulous. Like, what are you doing, CK? I'm not... But he's, on... he's so dry. And he's you know, one of them people has a healthy dose of cynicism. Yeah. So everything they say is laced with a little bit. <laughs> he's like one of them. And so talking to him is just exquisite. And he's so funny. And the thing I like about him as well is because, you know, I've got my, my degrees in business study. So like I've worked with the musicians a lot, but I like the whole marketing element of music as well. And how musicians yeah. do, how musicians look beyond their music to sustain a living. And like, he's just really cool from a branding point of view. Cause he, ha- he has like a big fro. He's like a white dude with a fro, but he has his own branded combs and he like sells them at shows. And it's what? just such a cool little gimmick and people go nuts for them. And, like he's 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 put one in the post for me because at the time we did the shoot he'd run out of his branded comb so he had to get a new shipment from Singapore or something. <laughs> <laughs> and they've just arrived and he texts me the other day, CK, your comb has arrived. Um, so I, I could just imagine him sat, sat at home tipexing his name onto lots of little combs no, he's bought from the shop. No, he he had to get like a press made up because he gets his logo on the combs and he had to get a press made up to press onto the combs. But all of this notwithstanding, musically he's unreal. I remember I went to a gig. That's where I met him, and he's he's kind of, he's um, soul funk. Soul funk with just a ridiculous voice, ridiculous. So I was like, I kind of minute I met him, I thought I have to shoot you, and that's exactly what happened. And that's when I realised what a funny guy is. So. With a camera, not a gun. <laughs> Nobody should be shooting any Danny, <laughs> Danny Toman with a gun. But musically, it, this makes me so happy. If you like soul and funk, prepare. Yeah. Oh so, right. So, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Luke was looking yeah. for pictures of Danny Toman. <laughs> 
<laughs> so this is Danny Toman. Thinking, feeling. Yeah, hey, I've got one of them now. Thinking Feeman <laughs> by, by he's, Danny Tillman. He's not finished. Oh. Do you know? Right. Thanks for that, Luke. <laughs> Still going. I like it, though. Sorry, Danny. We just completely talked over the end of your record there. I mean, one of the limitations of radio, and I always, I, I always used to try to bring this into my show when I did it, but you can't hear what's been said when the faders are down, but Luke really enjoyed that, didn't you? He was like, what? What? I enjoyed it so much, I thought I'd talk over it all. No, I, no, I did. I did really like that. But um, the t- Oh, did you bring the faders up while it was still playing? Oh, yes. we, we were on air for about the last 30 seconds, yeah. Oh, wh- um, how did that happen? You can see how much is left on the CD thing. I made a mistake. Oh, did you confuse a three for a zero? <laughs> Oh, I thought because some... I think he panicked a little bit, and then mm. sometimes, right? We'll get songs in, and there'll be like fifteen seconds of dead air at the end of a track, and I thought, oh, it's one of them this jobs. Will be one of them. <laughs> so I've gone, ring it back in. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Uh, ever so professional, yeah. Luke really enjoyed that. Luke was like, yeah, I could definitely listen to this, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like that. Danny like Toman, T-O-E-M-A-N. Get involved. Funk, soul. I'm a massive fan. And if you want to listen to it and talk over it, then absolutely you can do that at home. <laughs> and buy a comb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Dear, dear, dear. Yeah, no, I did like that very much. Very good. So, CK, you stayed in hostels for the majority of your time in, uh, in London on your 100 musicians journey. What's, what, what, what was that like? Yeah, I was going to say, because, I mean, my, my, a few of my mates have been travelling around and they stay in hostels and they quite enjoy it, but um, I've, never, I've never liked the idea of it myself. How did you get on? I've never liked the idea. Now, I mentioned a minute ago, well, I mentioned at the top of the show how I went. Tra- I did some little travels around um, Europe and during that time, I, 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 I've always known hostels are the cheapest way to get about, yeah. but I just avoided them actively because, like, as we've established, I like my own space, my own company, so I always just booked a hotel. Um, but on this, I knew I couldn't afford that luxury, so I just I just prepared myself for torture. But do you know what? It was anything but. Honestly, yeah. no. no I like. Did you meet loads of characters? Like, did you stay in a big light dorm, or did yeah, you have? A, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it varied because each hostel will have different sized rooms and charge accordingly. So, for example, a big twenty size, a big twenty bed dorm will be the cheapest option. But yeah. if you want a little bit more an in inverted commas privacy, then you can go for the four bed dorms, which are going to be a little bit more. Yeah. So, and I and I and I stayed across the whole spectrum during my stay. What about um, you know, keeping your possessions secure? Yeah, that was the thing. I don't know how I managed to do this for six months without losing anything of value. Like I, I didn't lose, I didn't lose anything of value. But I just had, I just had to make by with just. I had a little padlock on my case, yeah. and I, and then like I, had, I went down with a bicycle lock. You know them bicycle cables. Yeah, yeah. So I'd lock my case to the bed, and then I'd zip, I'd, and then I'd padlock the zips. That, but that's that's hardly like impenetrable, is it? Let's be honest. If somebody no. wanted to get in my case, I get in my case. But yeah. I was just sort of thinking that, well, they're going to go for the path of least resistance. If they're going to rob something, I'll go for someone who hasn't padlocked their, yeah, <laughs> their case to the bed, and you know what I mean. So I thought that's the that's the best I can do. My, my biggest Happily bugbear it was of it, my biggest bugbear would be the other people that you have to stay with that you don't know, and you know. The, the noises they make in the middle of the night, the snoring. This the, is leading to you talking about my rage video, yes, isn't it? it I is. knew it was leading there. <laughs> J- J- Jimmy loved that, honestly. There's, there's a, an excellent video that you posted of you in, in the dark, just like semi like blowing up and blowing off steam at some guy whose uh, alarm was going off at six in the morning. The thing is, my caveat to this, because I was guilty of it, I don't mind somebody's alarm going off. Because yeah. that's what an alarm's meant to do, <laughs> right? But have but I I think everybody has like a three second window to turn the damn thing off, mm. right? And ah, uh, uh, you, you see, right? I am I am the person that would experience your rage. Are you one of them deep sleeping clowns? No, I just can't be bothered <laughs> when I first when I first wake up to move. So I like to let because I set my alarm on my phone, so I like to let it naturally. You like you like your alarm to breathe. Well, I like it just to, to run out of... I like the phone to get fed the up battery. and turn itself off. All right, so the... All right. Not the battery, the alarm. I I'm not that extreme. But eventually, the alarm <laughs> will just go off, I and then, again, it'll come on. At the expense of people's sleep. That's horrific. I didn't say I was a good person, CK. No, you know what? No, I am, I am. But in the morning, I just... And then, the thing is, then what I do, I snooze it, and then it goes off again. No, that's yeah. even that's even worse, like snoozing. Like, that's even worse. I'm a serial snoozer. Nah, you see, if you're snoozing rather than just deactivating the thing, that's even worse, because you've actually reached over to your phone and you thought, nah, I'm not gonna. it's like, nah, I'm not going to stop annoying people. I'm going to annoy them again in a minute. Right? And that's just unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No. no, you're right. No. Well, I think people should hunt out this video on your on your YouTube. The, page. the thing is, though, I, I accept that about myself, so that's that's okay. I don't think acceptance <laughs> stops you being a Burke. Right? <laughs> but no, but maybe so, not. No, no, seriously. So yeah, people, you know, that was just that was the culmination of a few of those incidents. I didn't like mm. blow off the first time that happened, but that must have been like the. So what, guy what, just, what do you do in that instance? Just say, look, can you... Uh, James, what did I do? I you switch your I, alarm off, please. I, I think I use an expletive, so I can't really yeah. convey what I said here. It was uh, something along the lines of who's playing, playing that, that, yeah, <laughs> that music. What, and you recorded it? Yeah, because yeah, because like, cause, like I, I try. It was difficult because I like there were times when I didn't want to record something, and I thought, well, the more I realised people engage in my journey, the more I thought they have to see all all facets of it. So have so, you recorded? Um, have you recorded uh, like your journey and put it? Yeah, throughout this, throughout this, I was recording stuff that was going on, and it was like kind of a show, yeah. if you like, just going through my Facebook page. So that's on your so, CK. Yeah, so, so where Facebook. can they find that if people are listening and want to look at your journey? Well, if they wanted to go back retrospectively, then they can go onto my Facebook page, which is um, facebook.com forward slash official CK. I'm, on, click, it. I'm click, on it now, aren't I? The video section. Yeah. Um, and if you're searching for CK Golding, don't do the mistake I do every time of typing in Golding, as, as you say it. It's gold ing, isn't it? It's oh, yeah, two there's two eyes. It's almost like DJ Ski, who's on After Us. <laughs> He's got two eyes. Has he really? And he yes. doesn't eat ski yogurts, we've asked him. Oh. Yeah. Does he eat muller yogurts? We didn't uh, explore the yogurt option, did we? So, to be fair, we, we talk a little bit to DJ Ski every so often when he comes in. And um, he's a bit naughty. He says yeah. naughty things. <laughs> We asked him about Christmas and that didn't go yeah, down very well. I think, I think the religious factions are after us after that one. Oh. Mm. So we, 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 we speak to him off mic. No, nah, he's, <laughs> he's genuinely such a nice guy as well. No, I like, I like uh, Rob. Um, but yeah, it, as, it, as it, another, sorry, another... just on Robert. Sorry, sorry mate. He, he once said to us, he said, uh, oh, when we first started doing the show, and he says, um, oh, I'll, I'll give you a mention because I like your show. He says, I like your show. And he says, uh, what are your DJ names? And we went, well, Luke and James. He went, Oh, all right. <laughs> we expect us to have like extravagant, like DJ Hogs or something, and uh, whatever. So it's just like Luke and James. Did he say you want to double up on that J? J James. <laughs> you want to sex it up a bit? I, I want to do it. You remember, goodness gracious me, the uh, the comedy. Yeah. Um, there were there was a classic sketch in that where it was going for an English, where all the Indian people went for an English meal, and uh, in that, you know, because like infamously, English people go to an Indian and. Do the or, voice. Or just ridiculous. Oh, do right. do yeah. the voice or order a ridiculous yeah. amount of poppadoms and get the waiter's name wrong and stuff. Yeah. But a waiter in that's called James and they go, Hello Jamas <laughs> <laughs> So so that could be my, my DJ name. DJ Jamas. DJ Jamas. <laughs> Can you DJ? I've I've done DJing in the past, yeah. Okay. So I was thinking that should probably be the first obstacle to overcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the name couldn't come right. So I just yeah. didn't I just can't remember you DJing, but uh, Yeah, hone your craft first. <laughs> yeah. Before the DJ name is cemented. But, uh, mm. Just just before we go into the next song, I, uh, I've got, just got one more question about hostels for you, CK, and that's it. That is, should they come with uh, free breakfast? In, well, that'd be nice. But should should they come in the bathroom? That was my barometer. Sorry. In, in, in the bathroom, should they have soap? James, can you? <laughs> you see, this is the thing. I right? knew he, I knew he was going to ask. I knew I knew it. Yeah. Oh, mate. At the at the absolute minimum. You see, so what's happened throughout this challenge is because I went down and I didn't know or think anybody would care. Honestly, I was like, I just wanted to do this for myself and just have a bit of a challenge and adventure. 
And then kind of the more I went along, people referring to videos that I posted months ago. So you've actually been watching. And J- Jimmy, just yeah, explain yeah. what just happened. <laughs> just explain this video in question, which I forgot. This was in like month one, I reckon. This was very early on. Very early on. And uh, you, the video starts with you at reception uh, and pretty much making a complaint that there'd not been any soap in there and you'd been staying there for a week. And, and so people were starting to smell a little bit and stuff like that. And I had I had I had hygiene issues, didn't I? That was my principal concern. Yes, yeah. The, the, the sanitation of this place, or lack thereof. And can you remember is the guy's excuse? Well, the, the contractors who do our soap haven't turned up. That was his excuse. <laughs> yeah. you're, which, you're like, there's a shop next door. Why don't you just go and buy some? Pretty much. Do you remember what his return was? No. People no. steal it. <laughs> <laughs> soap theft in London. It's just it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a pandemic. It's honestly. dirty. It, <laughs> People steal the soap when we buy it. I'm like, but oh. well, isn't there a, a, an extra twist to the story? Didn't you go back there? There isn't. Jack, will you stop watching my videos? <laughs> <laughs> He's reminding me of the things that just cause trauma. This, this is the most research I've ever done for an, inter- <sighs> an interview on the show. We, we like we like to to bring it so, down and then <laughs> and then bring it back up, so it'll get better. So basically, after I made a complaint and nothing changed, <laughs> I, I was I was due to leave it because I, I didn't stay in the same hostel throughout. I went through various hostels. So I, when I was about to leave this one, I kind of I shot myself in the foot because I went, you know, the um, tally charts that people have in the bathrooms that show this bathroom was cleaned an hour ago yes, by yeah. Jessica or by DJ Ski or whatever. They had one of these, and I kind of I kind of defamed it. Is that a word? Defaced. Defaced, defaced yeah. is what I meant. I Close defaced enough. it. By by kind of saying this toilet has never been cleaned ever in the history of humanity, <laughs> something like that. I can't remember. It was really cheeky, quite rude. Anyway, so I put it there and I left. And then I promised myself I was never going to go back to this hostel. But the thing is, this hostel was the cheapest hostel I'd ever found. Yeah. So like about three months, about three weeks later, I was absolutely skinned and I had to swallow my pride. So I had to, I booked and I went back. I turned up at about midnight because I'd been doing shoots all day or something, and I went back and. So she said, sorry, something must have gone wrong. I said, what do you mean? She went, well, we've not got any space left. We've got no space left in this hostel. I don't know how you've booked it when they've let you all go. We've not got any space. So basically what happened is they were getting their own back. Because after I left, they must have seen my deface thingy. And yeah. they thought, we're not having him here again. So kind of, they technically won, actually. If I'm, if I'm going to be the bigger man, <laughs> they did win that little battle. So what did you do in that situation? Say, where, where it was like midnight, and this is the joy. It was like midnight, but I knew just 30 minutes down the road there was a jazz singer called Louise who I'd shot maybe like a, a few weeks before that. And we, we, she was really good to me. She, she fed me and all kinds. I've, I've been there, hung out with her and her um, goddaughter and stuff. So I just rung Louise at like midnight. She answered the phone, hello, CK, what do you want? <laughs> and I told her the situation, and, and, and in typical Louise, she said, oh, God, that's terrible. You can have the sofa. So that was like I was saved. Um, yeah. Did you did you stipulate that soap soap is the deal breaker here? Yeah. I'll only take your soap if you've got soap. Can you imagine? Like half past midnight, Louise. I'm cold, I'm damp, I've been off of the bed. Do you have soap? <laughs> Lou, do oh, you have soap? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then if she'd have said no, just nip out and get some. But yeah, so so Lou saved my bacon. God love it. Brilliant. I was going to put a song on from Lou, but I couldn't. She, she, she didn't send it to me. So. Oh. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do now, because we've got the adverts coming up on the hour. Um, we've got a four-minute song to play, so we'll play Joe Garvey with No Good, and then after the adverts, we'll come back and uh, speak to CK about this one. You're listening to The Squeak on 93.2 FM. And do what I'm going to do, and look at some of CK's videos on the Facebook. They're brilliant.
So uh, we're with CK in the studio, uh, Sheffield Live, 93.2 FM. That was Joe Garvey, and we're going uh, to have a few adverts and come back and talk about Joe Garvey. Car- jo- <laughs> I can't talk. Joe Garvey with CK jo- after the ads. Joe jo- Garvey or Joe Garvey? Garvey. Garvey. How do you know it's not Jarvey? It might be Jarvey. No, but it's Garvey. <laughs> hey, look, this is the people that don't spell names correctly, so it could be anything, couldn't it? <laughs> 
Right. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in the second hour um, with this week with CK Golding. This is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Welcome back to the second hour of the squeak. You're listening to 93.2 FM. If you just joined us, I'm Luke Croft. I'm James Hargreaves. I'm CK. Hello. <laughs> Our very special guest for today. Um, yeah, welcome back. Um, so, Joe Garvey, we had on not Jarvey before the uh, before the uh, turn of the hour. Um, tell us a bit more about MCK. So, um, the reason I decided to select Joe, other than the fact I really just like the instrumentation he has in his music, he's just released a new EP. Um, is kind of he was a bit of a okay. So let's go on to the cynical side of what, what happened while I was at. I say cynical, but you know when I kind of the press and stuff and kind of really started getting out really cool features. Though, so like Red Bull did a feature on me. I was on London Live. I was on the radio and stuff like that. I was just I was just delighted when Red Bull did a feature on me. And the reason that came about is because I'd photographed Joe and then he invited me to one of his gigs about three weeks later. And one of Joe's closest mates um, is a guy called James who was filming a music video for, for him. And James also works um, at Red Bull. And I told him what I was doing. And he just really liked it. He said, come down to the studio. Went down and he said, let's do a feature on you. So that's kind of, um, I don't know. It's just... Uh, keep saying to people like just this just just the, just the weird things that just happened that came out of just nothing and random meetings was just just kept well i think me. that's one thing that's definitely um i've noticed uh for want of a better word um i mean i i, I think in terms of like social uh aspects there seems to be a north south divide you can i think the further up north you go generally the feeling is people tend to be a bit more friendlier and, and open to strangers, if you like. And when you go down to London, it's like nobody talks to anybody. You can't look at people on the tube and all that. But looking at your videos, um, some of them are, involve strangers, and they're quite happy to talk to you. They're not bothered, are they? Did you find that it was difficult interacting with the, the locals, shall, shall you say? Not at all, no. And it was... But again, I think I don't. I don't. Want, I don't. I don't wish to get too um, weird about it. But I, I'm a massive believing kind of energies, and whatever energy you put out of there, you're probably going to get back. And I just went down there with just. I was just in this weird bubble of glee for like six months. You know, yeah, there were downs, but for the most part, I was in a weird bubble of gooey glee, right? <laughs> and like, and like, I was just walking around, just generally quite happy. I mean, I'm like that anyway, Jimmy. You know me. I'm not Absolutely. like you. So like, so people. Well, you know, if. if What's this guy? What's he smiling for? Well, let's see. Do you know what I mean? So it was just, there was just a bit of that going on. Whenever I talked to strangers or tried to engage them on a video, they were just always receptive. Well, the, the one the one thing I picked out was probably Sandwich Gate. Sandwich Gate. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, did you? I mean, what, be honest now. 
Was that set up or did you plant the sandwich? Do you know what? I'm really happy if after that because I often thought to myself sometimes when I was uploading these videos, I thought if I was watching me, but I wasn't me, I'd be thinking, CK, why do you keep like making stuff up? <laughs> do you know what I mean? But no, like... You found I, that sandwich? I'd finished photographing a guy called Nee. I was walking, we were walking along to find somewhere else because we might have found somewhere else to photograph. And there was just a random sandwich on a wall. And I've, say and that again. A random sandwich on a wall. Sandwich. 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 It's got a D in it. Sandwich. It's, 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 it's like, sandwich. Um, it's like it's not, no, no, it is if you're common. Sandwich. It's got a D in it. It's Nick. like Family Guy when uh, Stuart said, yeah. cool whip. <laughs> Sand, so there was this, uh, there was a sandwich. Sandwich. Said it together and it was, yeah. Sandwich. So there was bread on a wall. Bread uh, with filling in between. Correct. Neatly parceled in polyfish. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, because sometimes this, I, I call these gifts when just <gasps> stupid things happen and I knew there was a video in there somewhere. So I just, I just, the same thing happened. I'd see something, there's a video in there, but I don't know what the video is, so I just set my phone recording. And that's what happened. I set my phone recording, then I just said to the camera, should I eat this sandwich, yes or no? Then this random bloke was walking up and I thought, I'll ask him. It's as simple as that. And then he started getting involved. He's like, what's the, anyone else, should I eat this sandwich? I said, Mate, I don't know you, I don't care. His first question was, what's the date on it? <laughs> <laughs> that was very bizarre. Has it got a date on it? It's like, what's the date? Hold on a minute. It's, just, it's a, a sandwich I've just found laying about. <laughs> <laughs> Has it got a date on it? <laughs> so, did you... So, first question. Did you eat the sandwich? I didn't eat the sandwich. <laughs> what, what was the filling? Was it, a- it, was, it was an, an all-day breakfast it, sandwich, was it not? You, Luke's just watched it, I've so just watched his memory's video, fresher so. than mine. Yeah, good one. Probably, yeah. In the chia batter bread. It looked nice. It did look nice. That's why I was torn. Did uh, it have a date on it? It did have a date, and I think it was that date. But you didn't eat it. No, but he. what the guy said is, look, uh, this and I, this is what I mean about just people, just, just, just expose people, and they just say the most remarkable things. I thought he'd reached his best point. I thought he'd release his greatest selling album when he said, what's the date? But what is that? <laughs> he followed that album up with... If you're a if you're a dog, you'd eat it. <laughs> I like. What do you mean? If you're a dog, you'd eat it, wouldn't you? And so, anyway. Uh, so no, no problem so, so talking. So after I've been compared to a dog, I just yeah, couldn't do it. Does that mean you're a dog? I just couldn't do it. He's, he's, he's offended my mum, and I thought, no, <laughs> I'm not going to eat this sandwich. <laughs> So no problems talking to the locals then. No, and thank you, thank you for bringing this back to a to a to a sensible place. Um, no, no, that's just not true. It is not true. Like people, Londoners, like no. But the thing is that what is a Londoner now? Because London is one of the most culture diverse places on yeah. the planet anyway. So so in terms of what it used to be, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. You got you can't, you're not going to go down to London and just encounter Londoners. You're going to encounter every kind of human being you could ever hope to. So so that that is for me why it debunks that whole perception of it being unfriendly. Was, was there any particular parts of London that you stuck around to yeah. or did you just Camden! travel around? I love Camden. <laughs> Camden. There, there were times I was thinking, oh God, CK, stop talking about Camden, but I love the place. Like, yeah. Did you go to the market? Because it's supposed to be yeah. good, yeah, isn't it? Do you know what? The interest, I didn't actually do many touristy things. People like to say, did you go to Big Ben? No. <laughs> Why would you when no, you're doing that? This is, I, didn't, I didn't go there to sightsee, but so I didn't really go and do any of the touristy things. And um, if I did go to the market, it was purely and simply because I had to go past the market to go to where I was actually trying to get to. So, um, 
yeah, I did do a shoot in, in the market once with Phoebe. Phoebe, Phoebe. Love you, Phoebes. Phoebe's awesome. So, yeah, so um, she wants, she specifically wanted a shoot in the market. So, um, yeah. so you did. But we did, I did, I did, but I didn't, I didn't sightsee. I didn't buy postcards or anything. <laughs> Cool. So, um, uh, tell us about Redwire then. That's all the right. Next, so, next up. so, Redwire for me, they're like my. Um, so, Redwire are a hard rock and roll band, and for me, they saved me. I don't even want to think how much money they saved me over the course. There was a tipping point when, so I shot them, and there was a point, and so then we'd hang out, and there was a point when they just said to me because I'd, I'd I slept on a sofa maybe once or twice, and they said, "You know what, CK?" Because they realised that I write articles for musicians, and I kind of, you know, I've, I've got kind of a niche in branding and stuff like that, and marketing and online social media. And I said, you know what, CK, if you're willing to teach us whatever we need to do to get better online, you can stay here whenever you want. And whenever, when they said that, my head just blew. I was like, because like, like, weekend hostels were the most expensive. So they'd, I'd stay with them a lot during the weekend. Yeah. Saving me a bucket load. And um, that was glorious. So, yeah. So that's, so that's why I wanted to select them, because without them, I'd have been bankrupt very early. Cool. So this is Red Wire and uh, Born to Lose. Yeah, give us a shout on Twitter, by the way. At the squeak, spelt wrong. T-H-E-S-Q-W-E-E-K. That's the one. It's the first time I've got it right as well. <laughs>
The Max Chance Show is now at a new time. 5 to 6 p.m. Tuesdays. Hear unusual music and comedy. Squeak. <laughs> you got a bit carried away joining in with that advert, didn't you? Every time. Good friend <laughs> is Dale Lefebvre as well. <laughs> it's uh, it's always the uh, reaction I look for when I play that jingle. If we've got a guest in. Uh, promo, sorry. CK just went, whoop. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so before that fantastic... Yeah, before that fantastic advert, we uh, we played Red Wire with Born to Lose. And I think that um, during your 100 musicians journey, CK, like, that shows kind of a bit of the diversity you experience whilst you're down there. Cause hard rock, we've had some kind of R&B, we've had uh, a bit of soul and funk. Um, like Obviously, you, you've, you're photographing a hundred different musicians. Like how did you pick and choose, or, or was it the first come, first served? Or? Yeah, very much the latter. Very much the latter. Um, <laughs> what? I've not said sandwich! No, I've just had a text. I've just had a text come in saying um, <laughs> the sex breath advert always freaks me out. <laughs> Ray, God. Okay, it's all right. Just tickled me that. There's nothing worse than sex breath. Knowing, no, knowing. Ra- did you say Rachel sent that? Yeah. So Rachel is Jimmy's um, girlfriend, partner. Wife to be significant other. Yeah. I'm surprised knowing her as a douche didn't say the um, the, the sex breath advert. Play it again. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it home with you, big boy. Ray actually <laughs> said said to me earlier uh, he got to ask CK when uh, we're going to go out and get drunk again. That's that's another really good point. I was meant to I was meant to start this show by saying th- these aren't strangers. I mean, this is the first time I've met Luke actually. To be fair, yeah. which, and it's been an absolute pleasure. If he if he if he takes back and retracts and apologises for the sandwich thing, <laughs> I think uh, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree, CK. <laughs> what we're going to have to agree that it we're going to have to disagree it doesn't have a D in it. There's no, there's, there's, there's no room for manoeuvre there. There's, you agree yeah, but, or you're daft. Like. But you're saying it right, like it's two words. You're saying sandwich, and it's not, it's sandwich. But why are you... Uh, but it, James, you, come on. 
To be fair, I'm a Sheffield lad, born and bred, and it's just sandwich to me. Just sandwich. S- you just put sandwich. a G. You're even worse. Yeah. Sandwich. So it's yeah, sandwich. S I N W I J. To be fair, I don't use it very often because sandwich. I hate sandwiches. I think they're the most lazy, boring, bland kind of food you can have. I thought that'd suit you though, being lazy. Well, and yeah, bland. fair point. <laughs> <And bland. laughs> My lord. Um, sandwiches well, I've, I've had. I've had. Um, I've had uh, so- bacon and sausage sandwich for breakfast this morning, and it was just what I needed. Yeah. Had a few beers yesterday, told me that. But take away the bread, and you got a nice, the startings of a, a nice full breakfast, sir. Yeah, I got, but I've got none of the other ingredients. This this is why I'm and giant, I, isn't it? And I couldn't be bothered yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is why I've got the belly of <laughs> of Jeff Capes, or not the muscles. Not the muscles or the looks, but like, but like, what I was saying is first time I've met Luke. But the, I think one of the last nights out I had in Sheffield before I left was, I can't, what's the name of that place where you kept buying me drinks in spite of my protestations not to? Do you remember? It was like, like CK, it was New Year's Eve or Christmas we, Eve or something. Um, where Carmeloni has his gigs? Yeah, we started off at the Frog and Parrot. Frog and Parrot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's where we ended. That's like the whole. Oh, that's, that's where you ended. We <laughs> we carried on. <laughs> it was CK doing another drink. No thanks. Get him another drink. Yeah, I remember that. So yes. Um, why are we just talking about alcohol? What? Because Ray says that we have to go uh, for drinks again. Is that what he said? I can't remember how I just got onto this tangent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, diversity. Were we talking about diversity? Yeah, diverse, of diversity of like yeah, the shoots yeah, and the music yeah, and yeah, yeah. just li- no. First, that's right. You're asking me whether it's first come, first yeah. serve, and it literally was. <clears throat> this wasn't me going down there saying I'm going to find 100 amazing musicians. This is me saying I'm going to go down with a principle and idea, and if you want shoots, come find me. But was was it you wouldn't come back until yes. you'd done 100? Well, I, I'd come back if I'd failed and I ran out of money. The whole idea was if I run out of money and I can't pay for stuff, then I have to, that's a challenge over. But we've not even touched on the fact that people that I didn't photograph found out what I was doing online and reached out to me and said, CK, here's some money, come stay with us, whatever. And that was just remarkable, which I wasn't expecting. Well, it became a bit of a media hall whilst you were down there. I remember <laughs> seeing you on uh, on London that? Live and on the radio. <laughs> don't know if you can say it, but we've said it now. <laughs> True that. Um, oh, yeah, I was on London. Yeah, 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 that was... Yeah, yeah, yeah that was... Uh-huh. Um, there you go. It just found its own thing, I suppose. Yeah. So, so the word got about, and every, everybody was talking, talking about it. Settled down. Obviously, kept everybody. You, uh, that's a reach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few people I knew back home, right? <laughs> we're sharing me stuff. Um, and no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this is, and I, I kind of when, when I went down there, I said this. I didn't want, I didn't want, like, want to go down with a PR machine or anything like that. I've not got an agent. I've just got me and an idea, and I just wanted to just see, like what fun I could have and then it just found its own momentum and yeah. you know so is is there a particular day down there that you look back on and you think oh god that was the worst day that I had um oh I should, this, this, these are the times when I should come in preps because that's that's a very reasonable question but I, I'm like it's, yeah I mean we put you on the spot there but I mean was it was it not easier because you'd met all these bands before and you had like if, if it did go a bit tits up, should we say? Um, Can you say that on the radio? <laughs> what, tits up? Is it twice now? Um, I'm sure you get away with it. You said sandwich with a J, mate. You can literally, the doors are open, say whatever you want. Um, sandwich. Sandwich. He says sandwich. Cool whip. Sandwich. Cool whip. Sandwich. Sandwich. Um, <laughs> can, we, can we all stop least, saying sandwich At least sandwich Luke now? has the decency to put a CH on the end. Yeah. Well, he, yes, he ignores the D, but at least he says Sandwich. But Jimmy, well, where's the J come from? What I was going to say was, going back to the sausage and bacon... <laughs> Luke doesn't care anymore. When it's sausage and bacon, it becomes a sarnie. 
Now, I don't what, mind Sony. Yeah, Sony's, Sony's. Well, it said how it's spelt, so I suppose Correct. you would be okay with Correct. that. Correct. Um, no, if what we, we carry on down this road, we're going to have the bread cake, cob, bap debate, aren't Stop we? Stop it. Yeah, so, so let's just move away. Are you from Sheffield, CK? Yes. And then in case it's a bread cake. Yeah. Full stop. That's it. See you. End of story. See you later. Just, just been reminded by Ray on the Twitter that uh, there's always some element of food. Oh, you obviously know me. Uh, but um, do we remember Carl's grapefruit? Oh. That was um, Neil, actually. Neil was on about the grapefruit with a cherry yeah, on top. Yeah, and uh, Carl Maloney very kindly agreed to test it. Um, so it was a grapefruit with a cherry on top. And uh, he kept posting updates to us on Twitter, which you can as well, at the squeak. Um, and... Uh, James read it, was reading the, the updates, and it, the first time he read an update, he went, well, Carl's had his grapefruit, and Neil <laughs> almost fell off the chair laughing. It was so funny. Um, yeah. Um, but no, what I was going to say is, did it not make it easy, because you'd got sort of almost like a, a, a base of all the bands that you'd met, or, or artists? To, that's, that's a really did good it, question. Was it more comforting that you'd got that option? That's actually a really good question. I've not had that one. And actually, ironically, Luke, it actually made... It didn't make it easier. In fact, it made it almost more difficult. It made it tantalisingly difficult. And what I mean by that is, yeah, so, I, so there was like maybe three or four people who I stayed with more, most often. I mean, don't get me wrong, 90% of the time I was definitely in a hostel. But like, like I said, at weekends, I'd reach out to some people I'd met and stay with them. But there came a point when I didn't want to be a burden on anybody. So like I'd stay with someone a few times, I'm like, I don't want to ask them again. Yeah. And, and yeah. there were times when like things were really difficult financially and I thought, I'm going to have to ask. For example, Loretta, you know the radio presenter that I was yes, on the show yeah. a few times? She was an absolute goddess. I loved her. She just she was amazing with me. She's like, let me stay in a place and just go off with her kid and do what she had to do. Say, there's the house keys, come and go as you want. But I didn't want to be seen to be abusing her kindness and just contacting her every two minutes. So like, so the, so the, so like, am I making sense? Like, yeah, yeah. The, the fact there was this net, I didn't want to exploit the net. I didn't want to become a burden. So I didn't want. So I, so I kind of put everybody in a rotating system. <laughs> they didn't know it, but they were in a rotation system where where I'd mix them up a bit. Well, I suppose it it, it will have, in some ways, made you more determined to go out and do it on your own Correct. because you thought, well, if I do this, it's going to be too easy. If I just, yes, you know, yeah. yeah, it's not part of the. You know exactly. There was there was certainly that about not wanting it to be too easy, but more 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 it was about not wanting to be a burden. Yeah. So I don't want to oh, CK again. I didn't want anyone to look at their phone, see my name, and go, "Oh, not this guy." Yeah, go back home. Well, we've had a question from uh, Carl Maloney. This might tie into uh, going back home. It's it's, the, uh, it's an open forum on the Squeak, yeah. and we invite uh, yeah. listeners to, to tweet us in with so send with us questions. your questions. Um, but yeah, Carl Maloney has asked, uh, "How many of the hundred musicians did you snog?" At least ninety-five. Mm. Yeah, at least with tongs. Minimum. <laughs> Minimum. Yeah. Does it not count? I mean, I mean, it doesn't look, count as a snog if it's not. A I tongue, mean, look at it? me. Like, if you were going to kiss me, wouldn't you want to get your tongue in as well? Well, you know, that's why we were getting you drunk that night. Correct. <laughs> the, o- the only you're thing not, is, made of wood. the only thing I'd worry about is you two getting your beards entangled. That's what excites it, me It most. is like Velcro. <laughs> is that how it works? I've never been able to grow any, so I don't know. Yeah. Thanks for the question, Carl. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, cheers, Carl. I um, love you, Carl. So, you, when we were talking yesterday, CK, you told me that there's a band we've played a few times on here called Four Authors. Whoop. You told me that you got a bit of a story about them as well. Well, they, they, they were in a very exclusive club, that, a club that consists of two artists. Um, them and a girl called Joelle Brown, and they were they were the only two people that came left their home in the north to come to the south to get a shoot. Like you know, when people start 
coming like from another city to get a shoot. You're thinking, yeah. I remember because you know what I'm like. I'm not like I'm not one of these proud photographers. So when when this girl reached out to me and said, "Can I come up from Birmingham to have a shoot with you?" My first question was, "Well, you can, but the chances are there are photographers in Birmingham." <laughs> 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 so, like, what do you mean you want to come to London? Like, I just didn't get it. It was too much for my head to compute. But she did want to come because she liked the idea and she liked the work, and so that's what happened. And they were the same. Yeah. They're from Donny, are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Barnsley, isn't it, I think? Barnsley. Indie pop band from Barnsley, four authors, yeah. Yeah. I like them very much. I'm a massive fan. And I'd heard, I've heard of them. They've, they've been on my radar for a while, but I never listened to any of their stuff. But they came up for a gig in London and said, can we get a shoot while we're here? And they, they just looked after yeah. me. They paid for my bought me food. I listened to the gig. I loved their music. I properly yeah. loved it. Well, they're, they're opening up for October Drift at the next gig at the Lead Mill. That we've decided to call the big gig. Yes. When's this? Is this April second. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. The, this is uh, the lineup for this is phenomenal. Awesome. It's October Drift, Slow Readers Club, Dead Set Dream, and Four, Four Authors. Authors. I'm not familiar with Dead Set. Whatever you just Dream. said. Yeah, well, every Dream. every other name you just mentioned there excites me because I've seen them more. They're all epic yeah. live. But well, the, the first time. Well, we'll come on to it after this. So, what, which uh, which Four Authors track have we can got? I is it? Oh, of course yeah. you can. You can. Well, you what, can. Cause I don't what know we what need it is. to remind Luke of this is that. <laughs> The singing starts immediately on this one, so we don't have to talk over. Does it start? Beginning. Whenever I close my eyes, that's the one. My eyes. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. That one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I haven't got the range, but then neither of you. Um, so I'm I had ge- singing lessons while there, so take that back. <laughs> I apologise. I apologise. So yes. G- Go ahead and introduce it, and Luke will press a play after you. A glorious band that made me happy, and they bought me chips that tasted like banana. This is four authors with Follow Me. Follow you. It's actually follow you, but there we go. We still it's, talked over it. He's not been here for t- <laughs> 15 years. <laughs> 15 years and you don't know what you're doing. Should we start again? Because yeah. we like to give second chances on the right. squeak. Right, okay, go. They looked after me. They were awesome. This is four authors with follow me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's follow you. I knew, but I thought that'd be funnier. <laughs> Just play it. I see you when I close my eyes, my eyes, and I will follow you. I'm spinning in circles, trying to find a shadow that exists inside my mind. And I wonder, can you see me now? And I wonder, can you hear me now? Show me how to reach you now. Cause I'm trying to find a way back out. And I wonder, can you see me now? And I wonder, can you hear me now? I see you when I close my eyes, my eyes. And I will follow you, follow you, follow you, follow you. I see you when I close my eyes, my eyes. And I will follow you, follow you, follow you, follow you. Fade out, I've done the time. Every bit of me needs a perfect cry. Can you see me now? I wonder. Can you hear me now? Hear me now. Hear me now. I see you when I close my eyes.
or authors. Yeah, and you can see them live at uh, the Lead Mill on April the 2nd. That was Follow You. Yeah. And, and that gig we were just saying off, um, off mic there, that gig... We've already said it's a big one, but it's only like seven quid to get in. Do you know it's what I mean? I, I was saying, um, in your absence when, when we had uh, Faith on, we were saying I'd pay seven quid just to go and see one of those bands. Yeah. In fact, I paid more. That's I'd have paid more to go and see one of them bands. Um, and I'm, yeah. I've, I've had, uh, they're all on uh, uh, Spotify, so if you if you want to listen to them and, and make a playlist up ready for the gig like I've done, then yeah. get get on it. It's, it's brilliant. Really good, really good music. So if you just tuned in, then we're here on the squeak, and you can text us in. Uh, well, tweet we're not, us we're, in. No, we're not. We're not giving the numbers out. You can tweet us by all means at, at the, the squeak. T h e s q w e e k, and we're here with C K Gold Ing or Curly Kicking Golding. Oh, forgot about that. <laughs> the, the the aforementioned night that I mentioned when Jimmy and I and his girlfriend and the whole Hargreaves family were there and they tried to get me drunk. You, that was the first time I realised that in private I didn't know this. He calls me C K to my face, but in private. But what do you call me? Curly Kikinka. Kikinka. <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> Curly Kikinka. That is just amazing. I think that night we were trying to remember how would you spell it if I was to change my name. <laughs> Phonetically, how do you spell Curly Kikinka? How do you spell Kikinka? Kikinka. I love that. Honestly, it makes me talk. But I was just going to say before you reminded me of that wonderful thing, I just wanted to thank you both for inviting me on because I thought to myself, this will probably be the last interview I do about this. Cause, <clears throat> You're sick of talking about it. No, not, not so much. Do you know what? I don't know. It's difficult. Because I, I remember when I used to watch musicians talking about the same song, they used to complain about having to say the same thing. It's like, well, that audience hasn't heard it yet, so just get over yourself. Mm. Now I've turned into that guy, but it's not even that. I'm just excited about new stuff. And I just wanted yeah. to thank you for that. I mean, I've honestly loved today. Thank you so much. It's well, I mean, pleasure. what a way to not talk about this anymore. It'll, it'll be available on a podcast, so it's there, it's there <laughs> forever for, for everyone to listen to. If they need to, yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, the podcast will be up on iTunes and everything tomorrow, hopefully. So. Uh, no, just search iTunes for The Squeak. Spelt wrong. Spelt wrong. Um, and if you get it on iTunes, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Yeah, I mean, I um, I get fed up... Uh, uh, I said this the other week and it, it came out wrong. I get fed up of listening to commercial radio when I'm in the car driving. I do a lot of driving for work because mm-hmm. it's just adverts, adverts, adverts. Yeah. So I've, I've really got into the podcasting. So mm. you can just download them on your phone and play them through the car. It's great. I was having a listen before I came down and it's just fun. It's just a good, fun show. And I, I need to just stress, I'm not sick of talking about it at all. But... You know, like, right, Project 2. And that's what's yeah. really exciting me now. And, like, this is... I've just had so much fun today. Like, right, cool. Call that the last one. <laughs> have, you got, um, have you got any ideas or plans about what Project well, no. 2... Yeah, someone asked me like this. That someone, someone asked me in London. Um, she's she's an agent in the states, and she was kind of she used to work in London, and she was just kind of found out the project, and she loved it, and said like, for the next thing you do, would you like it to be about the kind of? Because would it be fair to say this has never been a photography challenge? Be honest, like yeah, it kind of it, it just wasn't, was it? That was almost like the you know, just yeah. a little thing in the background. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never, I never, because like. Pfft, and it was just about people and just how cool people mm. are and how funny and how unique and how quirky. And I just loved uncovering characters for me. Yeah. That's what I love doing. Like whenever, whenever I shot someone who was a proper character, oh my God, I can't wait to share you with the world. <laughs> and one of them is, how many songs have we got left to play? Uh, I've got two more to play. One of them is like, she just blew my mind. And I, she was one of those people I thought, I can't wait to share you with people. And like everybody loved her in- immediately. And that's what I loved about this. And someone said to me, like, would you like to do more projects at Human Base? And I said to her, you know what when I sat out on this I'd know like why would I want to do the thing at humans I love my own space but like that's all I want to do now so definitely there's, there's legs in it I, I could imagine you know 
like a TV show or a book based on the same idea, you know, traveling and and like a survival tour kind of thing. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. And um, it's fun. <laughs> a lot of people have said write a book. I'm like. <laughs> like it's like it's like it's like well not necessarily just on this one you know I've loved it and I can't thank everybody enough for the way they embraced it and helped me and they supported me and it's been it's just strangers have just awed me really have um, yeah definitely whatever project two will be and I've got a few ideas it's definitely going to involve human beings they're my new favourite thing yeah. we mentioned uh, we mentioned what you're doing like several weeks ago because um, Molly and Ellie were doing their survival tour and you yeah. photographed Molly and Ellie sent them up to Sheffield to uh, to annual which was the worst thing in the world to do to two yeah. girls didn't they get chucked out of West Street Live as well as, yes. a, as a result so, by all accounts they did, they did actually <laughs> what's going no one's told me this it's Neil's fault it's should I just Neil's fill in the backstory before we go on to let me just fill in the yeah, backstory so very briefly every now and again during the challenge as well as musicians finding me and saying can I have a shoot sometimes I'd actively go out to find a musician and give them a free shoot I didn't want a penny off them because I'd experienced unbelievable kindness during this and I wanted to put it back out there into the world so I just went out one day I'm going to find musicians and do a shoot and they were just busking two girls Did you want to, they were the first people I found would you like a shoot they said definitely got chatting to them turns out that there were two girls 21 years old each and they were just hot footing across the UK going to random venues gigging and staying on the sofa and anyone that would have them and I just thought that was amazing I wouldn't have done that at 21 yeah. I just thought it was absolutely amazing there, it, there was a massive synergy between what they were doing and what I was doing and I couldn't believe our paths crossed because of how similar the two things were and I know what Neil's like. So Neil's one of my close music um, allies and he puts on loads of gigs in Sheffield. I said, can you give these girls somewhere to sleep in a gig? And that's exactly what he did. So then I sent them up here. But I don't know. Some, apparently some, it turned quite, it turned, it turned. What happened? That was, it was, I think I wasn't there. I was going to go because we had the show. It was on a Sunday night that they played. We had the show uh, and we played Molly and Ellie on the show. We did. Whilst they were busking in the city centre. Okay. Um, and from all accounts, Neil being Neil, uh, now he's back in drinking mode. Uh, Before got, we go any further, is this clean? I'll, 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 You'll give me the sanitizer. Yeah, version, I'll, right, I'll okay. sanitize it. But I don't know exactly what happened anyway. But basically, they went and they played for Christian Carlisle at West Street Live um, on the bill there. Uh, got very drunk on the cheap beer and shots and stuff at West Street Live, and something happened, uh, and they all got thrown out. Oh yeah, that's yeah. clean. And that's yeah. not not only is that clean, that's very them. Yes. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I can totally imagine that happened. And I believe they went to the wick at both ends and stayed in there till like four in the morning or something. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah I can deal with that. So, as, long yeah. as, as, long as, as long as they were safe and looked after, that's yeah. all I wanted Neil to do. Well, obviously, we, we all know the people at West Street Live, so it was it was a friendly throwing out, but yeah, yeah, throwing yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. But yeah, they, they obviously did exactly the same kind of thing as you, and they, they were... Uh, quite fun girls weren't they they just had a lot of spirit and energy and that, I, th- I love those two words I just think you nailed it bang on I love their spirit I love their energy and I don't know if this is fair or unfair but they just kind of they reminded me in terms of charisma and just their character they reminded me of early girls like Spice Girls early day Spice Girls yeah, and how they were yeah. together I don't know if you met them do you ever meet yeah, them yeah I met them for probably about half an hour or so yeah okay yeah. They're, they're just they're just. I mean you, you, you can misjudge they are very bright and they kind of know what they want but beyond all that they could have their own show they could have their own online show because I can yeah. just imagine they have a very niche but a very loyal niche if they just cultivated yeah. it so I, had a, I was a massive fan of those two the, uh, Neil's just tweeted in and said it was way messier than that <laughs> <laughs> so, so one day we'll we'll get Neil in okay. to uh, okay. tell the full I'm story I'm just going to text him I might call them now okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what happened? But yeah, they, they um, in the, in their spirit of survival, they they uh, 
I saw them in the morning, about nine in the morning, got the music off them to play on the show in that afternoon. Mm. And they just set off out into the city centre and stood outside mm. John Lewis busking all yeah. day and then straight to the venue and And, and I love that. There. And I just, I, I, I love that. And that's one of the overriding things I love most about them, just their, just, just their balls, I suppose. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just, 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 we've got each other, that's all we need, and I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, and, I, and I can't salute them enough for what they were doing, so... So the next track we're going to play then, CK, is the Monday Project, uh, and their track's The Waiting Game, but uh, what can you tell us about these on your 100 Musicians journey? Okay, so basically what happened with these guys, and I made allusions to this online, because I I was presenting a gig for London Unsigned, so London Unsigned are one of the most prominent kind of um, brands in London that I put on gigs and stuff and and support and nurture talent, and I presented a gig for them, and, and the Monday Project were on the bill, and... You've seen me presenting, haven't you? I'm, yeah. quite, I'm quite animated sometimes, but I got a little bit too animated. So I was reaching over for what I thought was an empty pint pot, but was a very full pint pot, which was quickly dispensed onto all their gear. Oh, oh no. no. Right, now, what you need to bear in mind is, at the side of my eye, I could see the lead singer going a bit nuts. He's like, I can't explain what he did. It was kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> and I did that and my heart sank I was like there was so many in that split second so many things like just went through my head it was like I can't afford to replace this <laughs> I can't afford to replace this I don't really want to get beaten up I'm trying to present and I look like a proper burk that so many things and then the sand guy went nuts he went don't touch anything everybody kill it turn their everything off and it was horrific and this was um, mid gig this was this was the, I think they were the head. I think they were they might have been either penultimate or headline headline band. Anyway, wow. it turns out that happily everything was okay and the kit wasn't damaged. And then I just sculpted off home after that. And then I just thought I can't leave it there. So I, I te- they didn't know what I was doing. They didn't know about the challenge. I was just some gobby guy presenting as far as they were concerned. Yeah. So I sent them an email the next day saying I can't thank I can't apologise. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and by, by the way, if you want to dry it out, put your put your base amp in a bowl of rice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't apologise enough for what I did yesterday. I don't know if you know this, but I'm CK. I'm doing this challenge where people, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to do a shoot for you for absolutely nothing if you're open to it. And they were so kind of generous. I just came back and went, CK, thank you for reaching out. All of our kit is fine. Yes, give us a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. And, and they were so nice. And, what, and the, for me, the best end of this story was right at the end when we're walking off. They said, I know you've offered to do this for free, but let's just here's a tenner go and get some lunch which, yeah. do you know what I mean in spite of I've almost wrecked the kid they still had that part of them that thought we want to give you something anyway but we really genuinely got on I can't tell you how much I loved hanging out with them two guys and cool. that for me was kind of I, I love that story and hate it with equal measure yeah <laughs> so shall we give them a play then the Monday Project with the waiting game what's it called the waiting game alright oh, okay here it is
Waiting Game by The Monday Project. On Sheffield Live 93.2 FM, you're listening to The Squeak, The CK. Hey. Yeah, that was good, that. A bit, uh, bit heavier, but I liked it very much. They're, they're, they're a two-piece, by the way. Just the drummer and the guy that oh. sings and, and guitars, and they just create a ridiculous ball of sound you wouldn't expect from two humans. So, yeah, that, awesome. that, that, they're, they're really cool. I do, do like a good two-piece. Like just <laughs> as in like thong and bra. No, <laughs> well, only weekends. But James, James likes boobs. Well, he's got a pair of hefty ones himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, he ought to. Yeah, I'll sit and fondle them right now, shall I? Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh dear me! How did we get? Oh, I've just had a tweet from someone I photographed during this, and actually, I, I previously said one of the funniest people I met was um, Danny Toman, and to be fair, he does deserve that accolade, but that was swiftly followed by this guy. He's very funny. Um, I'm going to let you read the tweet that he just sent me, please, Luke, because he'll enjoy this. Um, if you mention dinosaurs on air, I'll go do lally. <laughs> Courtesy of Chris Stringer. <laughs> he's, 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 he's got a weird thing about dinosaurs. His favourite film ever, and I don't just say, well, it's not really a favourite, it is his favourite film ever, is Jurassic Park. And, and I, I can imagine Jimmy will probably see something in that, because I can imagine that would be the yeah, kind of nonsense like, you'd like. Yeah, I do like Jurassic Park. Yeah, I thought Park. you might. Yeah, well, the first one. But, he... but, but ever? Like, not ever. ever. Not ever <laughs> is that too much? Yeah. Went to see Jurassic Park World, and it, it was alright. It was alright. Yeah. I saw The Force Awakens last week, at last. Ah. Well, I, I, I didn't. I went to see The Hunger Games, the last one. I'm surprised it's long because it came out in November, but I enjoyed it. It was really good. I really want to see The Room. Has anybody seen The Room or heard about The Room? No. Oh, okay. What's it about? A room, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'll not tell you what it's about. You'll have to go and find it out. I have a better story to tell you. Go on. This is... Is it time for The Last Musician? Not Um, yet. I need to have a rant. Sorry. Oh yeah, let's let's rant. But yeah, okay, well before we get on to the last musician and we and we play a song from him or her, you need to get ready for this. This story will blow your mind and I promise you'll all say, Well, that's not true. <laughs> okay. That's you you that is the first thing you say when I tell you this story is well, that's not true. Oh my god, Luke's actually taking his microphone off and <laughs> sat, sat back in his chair as though he's he's gonna deliver a Ronnie Corbett monologue. If if I don't, right, I'll get I'll get angry again. <laughs> Okay. Seriously, God, do a run. So do it. me and me and Faith went out for uh, something is to Faith eat. Faith, your partner? No, Faith is a friend of ours. Um, well, it's she works with Rachel. I've known her for years, okay. years anyway. Um, and she'd got uh, she'd got this. What are you doing? You're not recording this, are you? No, I just took a picture. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> for his own private collection. You could have told me. <laughs> he gets lonely at night. So um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have something to eat, and we'd got one of these living social vouchers. Um, for Mamma Mia Peppies, you know, in Hillsborough. Okay. Um, went in there and we were told flatly that we couldn't redeem it because we'd not printed it off. And the smartphone voucher was not, not acceptable. Okay. Uh, despite in the terms and conditions, it says clearly that the smartphone voucher can be presented as a, as a you know, as, as redeemable. Mm-hmm. Um, she went, no, the owner won't have it. Uh, it has to be printed. I said, yeah, but it says, I, I know what it says. I'm the waitress. I'm telling you, you can't use it. Mm. So that was it. We couldn't, we couldn't redeem it. We couldn't eat there. So we, we, she basically said, "Well, you can't use it. You'll have to go." This reminds me of. I don't wish to bring everything back to CK, but this reminds me. I don't know if you saw the video of the guy that didn't want to give me a refund for my Apple charger until I presented him the Sales of Goods oh, Act nineteen. Yes. Yeah. Just tell them the facts, and then just watch them just turn into sludge. Well, I wanted to, um, but I think Faith could see that I was actually steaming. Um, so <laughs> drunk or angry? Uh, well. I weren't drunk. I don't think I'd only had a couple of pints. Um, probably a good thing. Um, okay. So I said, "So she went. You can." Manage, I said, "Is the manager here?" She went, "Yeah." I went, "You can speak to her if you want." I went, "Yeah." 
yeah, and Faith went, no, it's all right. I'm like, no, 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 I'll speak. No, it's all right. We'll we'll, we'll book another time and come back. Um, so, it, I, but I would have, uh, I, w- I would have probably presented the facts to him in a very reasonable way if 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 Faith would have allowed me to do it. So I sent him a very st- strongly worded email complaint mm. to everybody. Um, nice. It was just a terrible, terrible service though. And yeah, has he replied to your email? Or? Absolutely not. Oh, it was very reasonable. It, you know, it was factual. I'll, I'll show it you for the benefit of the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just outlined what had happened. I said I look forward to your response, and I haven't got anything. So I will ne- never ever be going back to Mamma Mia Peppers in Hillsborough. It's a shame because we've been before and it was all right. But that service, I've not been there for years. that level of service was so absolutely disgraceful. I'm just going to adopt. I'm just reading Luke's email, which he just presented to me on his smartphone. And actually, I had sympathy for you, Luke. But I'm actually now on the side of the management. Really? I am. Why? Would you like me to tell you why? Oh. Let me read your opening paragraph. Don't read it. Don't Just read the it. opening paragraph. Don't read it. Please. Go on. There's nothing... The opening, <laughs> I'm going to read the opening paragraph. I would like to inform you about mine and my friend's visit to Mama Mia Pepe's this evening. Now, ju- just on that opening, I would have just said, no, you're not having anything. Mine and my friend's. That and the friend's. Where's the apostrophe? Do you know what? I, I'm not. I'm sorry. No, I said as well that I'd. I'd I said to Pete yesterday in Boozer. Friends. I said I've actually I've actually done it all grammatically correct and everything, and I'd not. Then he just presented it to CK, who's picked that one in the first <laughs> sentence. <laughs> what What should I put? My friend friends. and I. No, well, I mean, if you're going to go on the friends route, there maybe should have been an apostrophe there. Yeah. After the S, probably. Yeah. Or should it have gone after the D? After the S. After the S. After friends. the D, because it's after singular, it was one friend. Friends. But that, that's ownership. They so on, yeah. yeah. This is the best radio show I've ever done. <laughs> I, well, I, I don't Chris Stringer th- will be good on this. He's very good with vocabulary. Chris, friends, mine and my friends. Where does the apostrophe go? After the D or after the S? You're missing the point. I'm not bothered about where the apostrophe <laughs> goes. Chris has just tweeted in, actually. He's just said, this is very relevant. I am the king of angry emails. It's true. So, it's true. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, mate. You write it. <laughs> Nah, he'll just draw dinosaurs. That was not... Anyway, well, so... Talking about food on Friday night, I, I was almost inadvertently racist on Friday night without without realising it. I'm not sure we should go Normally down this route. Normally, just intentionally racist. So this is going <laughs> to be really face. interesting. No, not at all. But we went, uh, went for a he's few not. drinks. No, um, he's not. Can we just say he's not? Went for a few drinks and then went to the Chinese across the road to pick up some Chinese and take it home. And... I don't know why, but I was shocked that there wasn't anybody Chinese in there. Oh, right. That's acceptable. It, it was like three young, you know, probably no, quite English typical. students. I was, and I was like, well, I've come for a Chinese. <laughs> Just in my head, I'm like, are they going to give me... And i tell you what, it was a really, really nice Chinese. Where, where was it? It was Yum Yum's at Hillsborough. Oh, the one on the corner? Yeah. It used to be Living the Vida Locus. That's the one. Not really called that, La Vida Locus, but I had to live in on <laughs> But, but yeah, mm. I just I just found it odd that there wasn't a single Chinese person in the Chinese takeaway. I, th- I think I think for front of house, then it's good because as long as there's Chinese people in the back cooking it, yeah. you want a proper Chinese, don't you? Yeah. So are we, so are we basically saying non-Chinese cannot make a Chinese dish, in your opinion? No, it was just I guess in my drunken head that was kind of what was going through my well, head. Because and even Luke just said, as long as there are Chinese folk in the back making it, I. Yeah. Uh, Come on. <laughs> You've not had my Chinese yet. I make a mean Chinese. Yeah. I, I make a, a good Chinese. I just, I, honestly, I, just I, for that, that one moment. Okay. I, like, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't make any, any good food. 
I can do for heaters. Chris Stringer has uh, has also uh, yeah. he's agreed with the fr- friend friends apostrophe thing. So yeah, but where does he say it should go? More than one friend, the apostrophe goes after the s, and just one singular friend, the apostrophe goes after the d. So it was friends. friend apostrophe s. Yeah. I was yeah. quite angry when I wrote this. And email. he's also offered to write your emails. So. I know, yeah. Apologies for me tone earlier, but CK just wound me up. I was trying, you know, I was trying to explain what was going on. But uh, yeah. well, with time moving on, let's go into this mega story, CK of right. uh, Vanessa. When anybody has time, go onto YouTube, and I want you to Google Marina Chapman. Marina Chapman is a lady who grew up in Colombia and was raised in the jungle between the ages of roughly six to six to twelve by a collection of monkeys. Now, you're probably thinking, yeah, but was she? Okay, so she's been on BBC Morning Breakfast News. She's been on this morning talking about this. And so Vanessa Ferrer, Vanessa is Marina's daughter. Right. And Vanessa, her, uh, Vanessa's only started as a solo singer-songwriter recently. Prior to that, she was writing music for commercials, so she writes music that gets synced on, like, um, Audi adverts, Apple, so she's a composer. But she's always had a heart as being in, like, being a musician and writing and presenting her own stuff. So she's recently been doing that. But her mum is Marina Chapman and she's been on BBC News with her mum. She's been on This Morning with her mum, who was raised for six years in the jungle by monkeys. There's been documentaries <laughs> written about her. There's a potential film that's going to be made about her mum. And I remember when Vanessa was telling me this story, I was thinking, but what do you mean? And um, then Are, I went are you and sure did, they're not just did, rehashing research. the jungle book? Is it just basically the jungle book? They've got got confused a bit. I mean, to be fair, that's that, that's the first that that's the most joyous cynicism I've ever heard about that story. I'll give you that. I can't even rebuff that. Um, but that's the story, and I want you to go on YouTube, Marina Chapman, and you'll see like press following her, trying to recount the story, trying to find them. That actually tried to find the monkeys that raised her. Because obviously monkeys live for many decades. Yeah. Um, and it's oh. just a remarkable story. Do you think they'd recognise her, the breathtaking. monkeys? Breathtaking. Um, I don't know, because they never found them, in spite of this. Oh, right. Discovery Channel have got their, got the, got their See, own that'd ring. Be, that'd be amazing, oh. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it would be. But it's, it's just a story. But you have to meet... I mean, all of this aside, Vanessa is just like a remarkable human being. I love her to death. She's so cool, so kind, so humble. People think she's odd because of, how, cause of how, fine, how bubbly she is, but she's just so cool. And like, she just started releasing music this is her debut which is a free download on soundcloud called heaven knows i'm super proud of her and um vanessa ferrero heaven knows heaven knows where we go from here now do we go or do we find another
Vanessa Ferrero, Heaven Knows, a free download available on SoundCloud. And boys, I'd like to present to you what happens when you get someone that's half Colombian, half Yorkshire. That's her, her gene pool heritage. Yeah, she's she's from Bradford, but she's half Colombian. And this is what the two two when two people meet, that's what it creates. This is the this is the magnificence that is Vanessa Ferrero. Um, I'm going to show DJ Ski, but not let him talk. Um, so, so I've just, I've just uploaded, I've just brought a picture that I took of Vanessa during my challenge to the boys, and I don't know why he's showing it around. Yeah, why? Pic- so it was raised by monkeys. Well, well, no, she looks, she looks, she's beautiful, isn't she? she? But, but like, but like, she's completely unaware, which is one of the most endearing things about her. Really? She's like, yeah, massively unaware. She's like, what yeah, do you mean? Lovely. So, um, that she's just, a, she's just an awesome human being, and anybody should spend a little bit of time with her. So, go and find her online. She's yeah. cool. And, and maybe you'll find that picture, so you'll know what we're talking about, because that's classic radio, isn't it? Oh yeah, look, <laughs> passing around a picture. Well, yeah. in, in my time, oh, yeah, look Sheffield at this. I've had a webcam, but I don't know if things have gone down. Now, have we've got a CCTV camera, <laughs> yeah. especially for my appearance. Well, we've got uh, just over a minute. Or so left. Oh so yeah, DJ skis up at three uh, with platinum plates, and um, we've we've got to find out whether whether the, whether that that's not right off. English whether we're rich or not. How much time have we got? Um, about a minute. Okay, so just briefly, if you've just joined us, what happens is I used to present breakfast on this station like 14 years ago. And it was the CK and Danny breakfast show. Danielle and I presented a breakfast show. One of the most popular features was called Skint at Breakfast, Mint by Lunch, where we'd bring in a scratch card every single day. And we'd see, if because we came in skint, but we wanted to leave mint. So I'm just gonna, I've am gonna brought one in now just for a little bit of nostalgia. So I'm going to scratch it, and it's a £100,000 card. I've just scratched. I can't, mate, have a look, see if I have one. I never understand the rules of scratch cards. I don't know. You have to well, match they, three, they don't generally they? change. So no. if you understand one rule, then you understand... <laughs> You said plural, so I've been generally followed the same format. I think you need to go. You need to go back to the news agents and complain because this scratch card's defective. How so? It's not one. Oh, oh. maybe I should complain and say I went. Me and my friends came in to buy scratch cards. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you? Oh no, no. There's no threes. Not one. Ah. Oh well. No else. Never mind. CK, thanks for being on. I can't um, thank you enough. Thank we've you had a great thank time. You. Loved it. Thank you so much. And we will be back next week with the. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.